Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I am Alex, and with me today are two of the boys from the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast, John and Brian. Yo! Hey! How are you guys doing today? Doing all right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's good. We're here <laughs> to talk about Better Call Saul, the first season of the Breaking Bad spinoff, which she, uh, which finished up yesterday, May uh, April 6th. What year is it? 2015. Yes. And uh, the show was created by Vince Gilligan and uh, somebody Gould. That other guy. Peter Gould. Peter Gould. Peter Gould, the guy who created the Saul character in season two of Breaking Bad. Uh, so this show is an interesting kind of show. Interesting spinoff from Breaking Bad. Uh, we're going to start with thoughts on Breaking Bad in general real quick. Then we're going to move to some non-spoiler thoughts on Better Call Saul as a whole, the whole season. And then we will finish with some spoilery thoughts on the season. Uh, don't worry, we'll put a little break in there to get away from the spoilers so you have time to turn it off. So, uh, John, what were your thoughts on Breaking Bad and how, how were you were you looking forward to Better Call Saul or were you worried about it? Uh, I picked up Breaking Bad um I started watching it by the time the third season was airing, I believe, and I watched it slowly. It was a slow burn for me, which I know is a common uh, issue that people had with it, is that it took a little bit of time to really get into. But I I really liked it from the start. It just took me time to watch because I was watching it while doing school and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it happens to be one of the most cohesive pieces of you know cinematic awesomeness that I've ever <laughs> experienced. I I really... In, in a in a time in, in an age where like people are binge watching everything and you want everything to have ten seasons like Friends did, yeah, it was kind of refreshing to have an actual like story arc that comes to a full completion where you're not really left like wondering anything and there is no mystery and and you feel complete by mm-hmm. the time it's done. Like you you're not you're not uh, expecting more or wanting more. Like I felt really satisfied and that's something. I think a lot of uh, TV and media in general, you don't really get that from a lot of things. So it was very different to finally have something presented to me in that manner. Like a finite story. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think more shows should do that. And I'm, I'm happy to know. I mean, I'm pretty sure Better Call Saul is the same way. They're going it, to, it takes place, I think, six years before Breaking Bad. Yeah. It takes place in 2002. Breaking, ba- Breaking Bad took place in 2008. So. Right. So having that in mind, like we can probably expect about six seasons out of it. And I think that's just enough time, just like Breaking Bad was, to complete a full story arc of developing this character that is Saul and who he is and how he became who he is. Yeah. So, um, in, in going into better call Saul, like I was really excited knowing that they were spinning this off and they were taking it from, from the get go. I feel like they made it very obvious that it was going to be a different show, that it was going to have more of a sense of humor, dark humor, albeit, but humor nonetheless. And I think they achieved that quite well. All right. Uh, I should say, I don't want us to be kind of, uh, sheltered by spoilers thoughts from breaking bad so from here on out if you have not seen breaking bad we will spoil breaking bad possibly potentially maybe so definitely pause this go watch breaking bad come back uh brian what are your thoughts how did you think about uh breaking bad did you like it do you like where it ended and where oh, you yeah. do you want more out of better call saul is it something you wanted to happen we'll get into better call saul later okay but, um, yeah breaking bad um was awesome i mean I got into it late. I think I didn't start until, uh, well, probably around the same time John did, I think a actually. lot of people actually picked it up very late. That's like something... It's a common... It's something that they talked about. Basically, AMC did a fantastic job just letting them do what they wanted to do despite them not getting any viewing. Like, they didn't right. have much of a viewing audience until season four, I think. So... uh People were watching it on DVD, and then when it hit Netflix, it did even better. And those, like Vince Gillian, heavily attributes their success to 
AMC's Goodwill and DVD and, and Netflix. Because without those three things, they wouldn't have had Breaking Bad. Yeah, because we Brian and I were definitely on the same page in terms of our speed at watching it. So yeah, me too. I didn't start until after the third season had aired. So yeah, um, I definitely I went through the first few seasons very quickly. I mean, within days, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I just really enjoyed it because. I mean, the storytelling and the characters were solid, but it wasn't predictable. I mean, it. I felt like every season kind of introduced like a new dynamic, and uh, I really appreciated that. And uh, yeah, I mean, and it was great how it wrapped up exactly when it should have. Mm-hmm. And unlike the rest of the like show with all the unexpected twists and turns it took, it kind of went exactly where you expected it to go, but it was satisfying to see it end that way. Yeah. Just, yeah. I didn't want anything left open to interpretation for once. I mean, with some shows, I think that works well with breaking bad. It just did not because it was all about like a specific journey from beginning to end. So, and I think there's some stuff that's kind of out there, like whether where Jesse ended up, did he get arrested? Did yeah, they find yeah, him yeah. or did he get away? Is but none out? of that really matters. It does. No, it doesn't. It, like every they they answered everything that they needed to answer in that. Yeah. in that story. So, so did, were you looking forward to Better Call Saul? Just as like a like, did you? Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Okay. I had my calendar marked. I'm my disappointed. Virtual calendar. I'm disappointed Nick isn't here because he's quoted on our podcast as saying that Better Call Saul shouldn't happen because there's no way that they can do anything of worth. But he said he's like, I, I wish I could finish in time to talk to you guys. Because oh, so he's not caught up. He has been watching it though. He hasn't seen any of it yet. He's well, just he's heard missing about out. It. I, I agree. I agree. I'm hoping uh, he'll get caught up, and we'll probably do what we've been watching once he finishes it up, just so we can hear what he thinks, and I can make him eat his words. <laughs> But no, if you want to know how I felt about Breaking Bad as a whole, go listen to the bonus episode of The Ones Who Knock that came out after Breaking Bad came out because I was on there with uh, David Chen and Joanna Robinson. Basically, I love the show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, I own the barrel box set that has all the seasons with it, plus the uh, Los Pollos Hermanos apron that I can uh, wear when I'm grilling some chicken. Do you want to? I wouldn't want to get it dirty. Yeah, I know. I have it's still crumpled Maybe with up in there. The blood of your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh I was I was a little worried about Better Call Saul. Like I w- I I wanted it cuz I I just wanted P- uh Vince Gilligan to do more and I wanted that creative team to do more. But I was just kind of uh I was worried that they would be trying to do too much of a good thing and just overextending themselves. Like I was worried they wouldn't have like a really original idea. I thought it was interesting when they first started talking about Better Call Saul. They were like, maybe it's going to be a half an hour sitcom or maybe it's going to be an hour long court drama or maybe it's like they didn't really know. And I I was worried that they didn't know, like maybe the show is just going to be some kind of. I would have laughed if it was like some Law and Order SVU kind of thing. Yeah. And it would have been funny if they even mocked like the gung gung into like being something else. Like, (laughs) I don't know him. That noise the bingo ball machine makes is like <laughs> the sound that that hooks you in. You know, yeah. like when you watch Law and Order and that sound goes off. Like if you make it that far in the episode, you have to watch the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So any kind of scene change, right? You're, and it, you're, that would have been it. Would have been kind of funny to have a show like that, but yeah, like a weird, super silly kind of, but dark and still in the same like universe. You know, it would have been interesting to see what they could do with that. Yeah. Who knows? I mean. It, they should do like a web series like that or something where it's like him and his court cases because that's are we moving into talking about sure, the show yeah. okay so one of my favorite things is watching him in like the first episode or second episode defending those three kids like that was one of the funniest things i've ever seen because you don't know what these kids did you have no clue what happened no to these children no spoilers but the the show he puts on in front mm. of the the jury is just so good, <laughs> and like, I can't even like it would be really funny to have a whole show of just him doing his thing in front of a jury. Like, yeah. and I feel like that's because if you if you you know how much Bob Odenkirk like writes and like for different comedic outlets, yeah, it's probably all him. Like he's just he just yeah. comes like you know Vince Gilligan's like listen here is. Uh, the general idea of what I want you to talk about, but come up with something hilarious, and Bob Odenkirk just goes and does his thing. Like, and that's I, I would love to watch a show of that. 
Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob Odenkirk is is pretty brilliant, and and I like the show would have been interesting regardless of what it landed on. But I think what they did land on was a very interesting companion to Breaking Bad. And, and anyway, like you do get a little bit of that courtroom drama, but you also get a little bit more about the other characters who are around and and really kind of because we can say Saul starts off as Jimmy McGill in this yep. in this show and we can kind of predict that we're going to see his transformation into Saul Goodman and, and, and how that happens and why that happens and why he makes the choice to go and be Saul Goodman. So, uh, any non-spoilery thoughts that we want to get what did, what do you guys, what did you think about better call Saul in general? The, the, first? the overall, like my overall impression of it is I loved it. It was definitely a slow burn again. Mm-hmm. I think the two episode intro where they gave us those first two episodes, like night, you know, back to back basically yep. was necessary. Yep. And I don't feel like the people who gave up after that first episode, there were a few people I know that did. And it, it bothered me because it, I like you just you didn't even give it a chance mm-hmm. because by the time the episode got real good, you were like, nah, I don't really care for it. And you could have just gone into the next episode and been fine. Yeah. But my general impression is it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. And I'm really, really excited to see where they go from here. OK, Brian. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I was really I was really looking forward to seeing it, but I my I didn't want to put my expectations too high, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it's honestly exceeded my expectations in most ways. Uh, I don't know. I just I've really enjoyed it and more a lot more than I expected to. Honestly. Yeah. The humor is perfect. Yeah. That and that's like when they brought it up, saying that it would be it would have you know more humor than Breaking Bad, like Breaking Bad didn't have a lot of humor but what humor it did have was perfect yeah and i'm it's funny they're not funny it's just good to see like they're bringing some of that back but slightly more they're throwing more of it at you yeah and i like that there's a i paid attention to detail and oh yeah show too yeah absolutely things i can't spoil but i noticed (laughs) toward the end of the series we'll get into it you can make a mental note and we'll come back to it but uh no and and i think if you look back and watch like i was surprised i did a full rewatch of breaking bad before the final the final eight aired you're, you're nuts well i wanted to be prepared because i knew i was going to be on the ones who knock and and yeah and i wanted to know my know my shit but uh i was i was surprised at how funny the show was because there's like by the end of that series things are so tense and just jaw clenching, you forget about a lot of the levity that's in some of the earlier right. episodes. Yeah, but I think Saul is in such a a lot of that is Saul once he comes into the show. Saul is always kind of comedic relief, right, for for that show. And so having a show where Saul gets to do whatever he wants and 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 kind of you know bang around and and just exist and and play against new characters is a great way for them to show a comedic side of this kind of seedy underbelly of New Mexico that we haven't quite broken into yet, but right. will soon. So, um, no, I thought the show was fantastic. It's a bit of a masterpiece and I, and I don't want to get into too much without going into spoiler Terry. Cause it's, there's just, there are things that happen in the show that I never expected to happen. There are things that I, that I felt through the show that I never thought I was going to, I didn't think I would, like Saul's a funny character, but I never thought that I would like be sympathetic to Saul ever. Well, that's yeah. the thing. You're you're dealing with Saul. Like you're talking about Saul. Exactly. He's not Saul. He's Jimmy like, McGill. He's Jimmy McGill. Which is brilliant. And but but I like I don't want to talk about that too much because I, I want it all I want I want people to go through that same mindset that I did. So I I think it's one of those things I will probably just go right into spoiler territory shortly. Think, but I think that's that's why they started the first episode the way they did is they yeah. kind of gave you some Saul right off the bat and yep. they they threw they basically threw you back into the same old routine just to kind of get you looking mm-hmm. and then from there it spins off into doing its own thing and I like that I think that was awesome I think the little recap they did or not it's not really a recap but like a flash forward I guess yeah. of like where Saul is now and then he does this little like we're gonna go down memory lane memory lane I can't talk right now holy shit <laughs> uh, <clears throat> when they do that like I really and again like one of the things I liked about Breaking Bad is when they used uh filter color filters to show different points in time yep and the future or present day is in black and white I yeah. think that's genius and then they yeah they take you into the uh the past of Jimmy McGill and, and I think that uh that little 
you know, showing you that first trial of him, just kind of, you're like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm I'm on board. It's Saul all over again. Like, cool. Yeah. So. All right. I want to break into spoilers. I don't want to say too much more about the show. I think we all agree you should definitely check it out. Yes. If you're in the U.S., it should be hitting Netflix immediately if it hasn't already because it's... Like that was the was deal. Was that part that they of the wrote. plan? Yeah, in Europe, I That's think cool. they were actually as soon as the episode aired, like a day or two later, it would go up. But here, they were waiting until the end of the season to put it all up. So it should be up soon. If it's not up now, I forgot to check before we started recording. But go check it out. It's brilliant. Make sure you watch. It's worth the watch. Breaking Bad first, because and then when you're done watching it, be sure to send feedback about our thoughts. You know, things that you think about our thoughts and the thoughts that you had while you were thinking about our thoughts. It's a lot of thinking. Yeah. It's a lot of thinking. Send so. all that to feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Or tweet it. Or tweet it to at MFM Podcast. Yeah. That's what we want to hear it at. So uh, we're going to go into spoiler Terry. We'll take a quick break so you guys can turn it off and not hear any spoilers. And then we will be right there. Cool. Here we are in spoiler Terry for our Better Call Saul season one wrap up podcast. Uh, I wanted to say, I forgot to say it in the non spoiler section. I felt so much glee downloading the first Breaking Bad Insider, the Better Call Saul Insider podcast episode. Do you guys, do either of you guys listen to that? No, should I? Absolutely. Because the greatest thing, like, they are very good about posting it pretty quickly after the episode goes up. Okay. And it's Who's in charge? Of, it's one of the the editor uh, Kelly Dixon. She edits okay. a lot of the show, a lot of the episodes. She runs the podcast, and every week Vince Gilligan's there, and they usually have one of the major actors from that week on, and they've got the writer and potentially the director there as well. And it's so awesome sitting there listening to them talk about the show. Vince Gilligan's such a cool guy, and and he believes in kind of the death of the author, and like people will bring up ideas to him and be like. He'll be like, well, I hadn't really thought about that, but I can totally see that fitting within what we kind of created. You know, like if, if that's how you interpreted it, then that could seriously be a way that we end up taking. Like, he's so cool and lax, and 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 totally allows people to bring their own meaning, including the people on the writing team. Sometimes the writer or the editor or the actor will think different things and then they can kind of talk about it and just kind of hearing them discover these interesting things about what they're creating is always cool. Well, yeah. I mean, he clearly just wants to make the best possible material you can make. And yeah. what better way to do that than to be working so closely with the people who help you do that? Absolutely. Like Not that, everyone feels that way, though. It, yeah, yeah. But the, like the, the writer's room of, of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I think, have to be some of the coolest places to work. Because I'm sure it's damn hard. Like they, they are experts at painting themselves into these corners and then figuring out the most creative ways to get out of them. Like if, any, if Breaking Bad showed us anything, it's that they have brilliance in their writer's room to help them make, make it out of these serious and, and and impossible situations for writers and the characters that are in the show definitely so it's you know i think that's probably like number one why breaking bad was so good and, and why better call saul also like better call saul the the crazy thing about better call saul and i'll stop talking shortly but uh they have they're making a show that is within the confines of everything that they've done before like they need to meet certain things about Saul. They had to go through and make a supercut of all of the Saul and Mike episodes. They took all of their storylines and put them together so that somebody could watch them and tell them if they were stepping out of range or conflicting with something in Better Call Saul. Well, I mean, I think that attention to detail is part of what makes the show so great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's that's insane. Like it's some like it's crazy that they would go and say, "Hey, we're going to make a 6-season show or a multiple-season show." Within the confines of all these things, like, it's it's such a trap to be like, we wrote all this stuff already. Let's make sure, let's hope we don't mess it up by stepping on right, these things right. that we've done before. It's it's beautiful and it's well, crazy. Like, Brian, you you said something earlier about uh, you, you like the attention to detail they had about previous things. What Do you want to go 
on about that for a yeah. minute because I'm cur- I don't I don't know what you're talking about because maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. I'm assuming so. In the later episodes, there was an attention. Well, the, to well detail. at the very end, there was the uh, trash can he kicked in the very first yeah. episode. I want to yeah. say. So I thought that was a nice touch. I mean, there's all kinds of things, but you know, my memory's kind of not what it used to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> like that that context changed that shot because that's it's like from the same angle that he comes out and kicks it at in the first episode. Yeah, but yeah. This time around, he's leaving like having gotten this huge payday well, or will be getting a, this it's big a payday. Huge, it's, I mean, maybe I could be just, uh, you know, speculating here, but it's him no longer having animosity towards the firm. Yeah. Like his animosity is solely on his brother, not the firm. Do, so, know? so do you, do you, do you guys feel, and I, and I know how I feel about this. Do you guys feel like Hamlin was sincere and his, it wasn't me. Like I never had a problem with you. I wanted you. I, to, I think based on the amount of work, Jimmy put into putting the whole case together that Hamlin would have at least considered it. Yeah. But because Chuck was like, no, no. Yeah. He, it was just off the books. It it was not going to happen regardless. Like I think if, if Chuck were no longer part of the picture or whatever, if, if he ended up quitting or whatever ends up happening with Chuck in the future, who knows at this point, but if, if he was no longer an issue, I think Hamlin would have totally been, you know, Jimmy, you put a lot of work into this, and it shows, and we appreciate that. Like your level of worksmanship on yeah. this particular case shows what you are potentially worth. So mm-hmm. let's talk about actually having you a part of this firm. Like clearly, you have something to offer. Yeah, you're not just a mailroom schmuck. Mm-hmm. I I do think he was being genuine because that um there was that point where Kim mentioned that Hamlin had. It was on board with him working for the other firm to right. help out with the yeah. case as well. Yeah. No, and I, mean, I and I thought proved it, was, it. I thought it was sincere it as was well. Probably I was just, Hamlin's idea to get him on there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of wondering if if anybody had that doubt because I feel like that doubt could be a little bit built in, and then it does kind of get relieved by that scene later. Well, on. yeah, yeah, because you literally spend the whole season thinking Hamlin's a piece of shit, yeah. but he's really Huge like he's, he's just a pawn, yeah. basically. Like Chuck is is the king, and Hamlin is a pawn. Which I. That idea, I love. I love when you're buying, like your your main character, you're buying into their feelings, but then the movie ends up or the show ends up showing you that you're totally wrong. It's something that happens in uh, Crazy Heart with the Jeff Bridges movie that came out. Like I still haven't seen that. Six years it was. You guys, you guys liked it, yeah. I I loved it a lot. Nick liked it a lot. I don't. Yeah, Willie liked it. I liked it. Wasn't part of the podcast, but I have seen it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm talking about the Colin Farrell character, where basically. Like oh, Jeff yeah, Bridges yeah. is just like God. Tommy's such a piece of shit, and like he hates him. And then you meet Tommy. Yeah, that's and you a, get a totally perfect comparison. Yeah. It's it's that's one of my like, and and the fact that they did it with Hamlin is beautiful. But. Well, I mean that's similar to the the change in Walter White from the beginning of the series of Breaking Bad to the end of it. You see this guy who's just trying to get by and like take care of his family, and despite the fact that he's still doing that, he becomes this fucking monster. Yeah. And that's, you know, it completely alters your perception of that character. Yeah. And, I, like, I think that's another thing that these guys are really great at playing with shades of gray. Like, oh, yeah. Not like a lot of other TV how, shows. How many shades? Shut up. But, uh, <laughs> but no, like, the, 30. There's so many shows and, and, 40 and shades. movies. <laughs> Maybe 60. I guess Jim Gaffigan on the podcast here. But, uh, there's so many people. <laughs> <laughs> so many shows that don't that just bother to have like pure evil and pure good and they never deal with that on Breaking Bad. It's always like even Gus has some sympathetic moments and and uh two well I suppose Tuco's just Tuco's a fucking psycho. Tuco's, <laughs> Tuco's straight up psycho. I feel I do, sympathetic toward him because he does not seem like he's entirely in control of what he does. That's true. And he really cares about his grandma, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a great grandson. (laughs) He is a really good grandson. He tried to clean blood out of her carpet. It's true. true. And and that's another, uh, bringing him into the picture in the first, second episode. That's why I think the two episodes are key. You have to watch both of them because they throw Tuco right at you. And then, again, it's another thing that hooks you into what you already know. Yep. And that bit of familiarity is something that really w- would draw in most people. So everyone who gave up on the first episode, fuck you, for one. <laughs> Two, give it another shot, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really liked that he ended up not being part of the se- the season oh, at yeah. all. Though. It was yeah. just I, mean, I, I think it, it was, was just to kind of draw in. It was kind of like fan service, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a mechanic to hook people. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I assume he will pop up again in future seasons. Oh, for, and I hope they bring back Nacho too. The guy, oh, what's yeah. his name? Well, Michael. He's Mondo. actually in the credits, so I'm sure that he's guy's the main. That character. guy's awesome. That guy's a great actor in uh, video game podcast uh, throwback. Here, he played 3. Voss in Far Cry Three, and he yeah. was amazing yeah. at the motion capture and acting in that game. So I'm I'm happy to see him doing bigger and better themes because that guy deserves it. Yeah. They had him on an episode of the Insider oh, that, Podcast. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to listen now. It's great. Like he's the 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 greatest thing about the show. Like they attract some of the hardest working actors. You hear them talk about how uh, their actors are fantastic because they almost always show up to set, even if they're not filming anything, because they want to inform their characters with the things that are going around them in the show. And and he's one of those people. He's on there with uh, Jonathan Banks. For the second to last episode, last week's episode. Yeah. And just to hear them kind of play off of each other and talk. Jonathan Banks is an awesome guy. But, like, hearing them talk and and, and, and respect each other and talk about their methods, it's great. It's beautiful. It's, so. I, and I'm actually... I like... I liked getting the, the Mike backstory oh a my lot. God. Like, finding out who he was and why he is who he is. Again, same thing with Saul. Like, these little bits... I, I love it. Like Mike is such an interesting character. Absolutely, it's a. It, it was a episode five, five or six, I think, is the one where where you get the. It's all Mike. It's just all Mike. You get the full backstory as to how he kind of ended up in Albuquerque. We're in spoiler territory. You can tell everybody. No, I know, and I and I'm he just is. like it's it's <laughs> it's a beautiful crafted story. Like there's. It's one of the finest episodes that, that that show has produced, I think, like, you know, like looking back at some of yeah. my favorite episodes of the show, I think that's, it's right up there with Breaking Bad episodes. Yep. So, uh, you know, more, my, like having Mike in the show, when, as soon as they cast Jonathan Banks to come back and be a regular on the show, I was like, this, this is going to be pretty sweet because Mike is one of the greatest characters that, that ever came out of that oh, show. Oh, definitely. And I feel like you didn't have enough of him. Yep. Yep. So it's good to have him back in action. Absolutely. At, at first, I was almost convinced that he would just be in that uh, just in parking booth. lot booth for the entire series, <laughs> just that, doling that out you know advice at some point or whatever. Just giving Saul or yeah. don't have enough tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was a great recurring gig because Jimmy just never he's he's always aloof. He's he's, he's always in a rush. He knows that Mike is going to give him shit about it, but he never well, does it. And here's here's the thing. So Jimmy as a character is constantly trying. He's just vying for the affection of his brother, right? Mm-hmm. And he in in all reality, like Saul is a scumbag. And you yeah. so you have this. What do you want to call it? A dichotomy yep. of two different types of characters: a good guy and a bad guy. And Jimmy ultimately is just trying to be a good guy, and he's yeah. trying to do the right thing. And someone I think his brother will respect, right? Yeah. Someone his brother will respect. And I think him, the ticket thing, is part of that. It's part of him, like just like he's just playing by the rules because that's he's he doesn't want to break the rules anymore. Yeah. And I, I like I think I thought that that was a good gag to keep bringing back to kind of reinforce that characteristic of him. Well, and to kind of to kind of talk about that dichotomy, and and at least my feelings that I was kind of getting towards the end of the non-spoiler section, I you you like Saul as a character after Breaking Bad, but he's not like a sympathetic one, like I said, and I think those first couple episodes really brought me around into being like, oh my god, Jimmy Jimmy McGill, like I feel for Jimmy McGill, I want him to do good, I want him to be a good person. And just to see the arc that he goes through this season, all the way to that final episode where his, you know, the the, the revelation about his brother not wanting him to be a lawyer pushes him back to being Slipping Jimmy, who I think is ultimately his his going back to Slipping Jimmy is obviously like Slipping Jimmy is Saul, yeah, like sli- slipping, slipping Jimmy is Saul with with, with a law degree, yeah, Saul uh, like, is Slipping Jimmy, yeah, with, with a law degree, yes. yeah, yeah, so so. That transformation was so heartbreaking to me last night. I was sitting there watching, and I was like, oh, man, he's got this interview with these people. Oh, thank God he's not staying in Chicago. He's coming back. He's going to go get this interview with these people. And then he leaves. He leaves. Yep. I was so heartbroken at that moment. Like it. But you knew uh, it was going to happen. But I didn't. Really? I didn't think it was going to happen. Oh, I totally saw that happening. I was wondering if we were going to get like a season two with Jimmy trying to be the big time like normal lawyer and it just no, doesn't work no. out. No way. Like I, I was, I was like in all, in all honest, like I should have seen that 
it would never go that way. But it, it's like it's like when you watch a movie and you get so into it. It's your second time watching the movie. You're like, maybe it's going to be different this time, and then it's not. <laughs> well, it's like, like I was telling Brian last night. I I thought it was going to give us some kind of major cliffhanger because that's typically what you were given with Breaking yeah. Bad. You didn't get any of that. It kind of resolved itself nicely into like they could have just been like. And here's Breaking Bad. And you would have been like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I, I was slightly disappointed there wasn't a huge cliffhanger, but it didn't, it doesn't change my overall feeling about the show that it's fantastic. Um, I, but I, I, yeah, I was, I was hoping there'd be a little something more, but I think that's, uh, the more I, and the more I think about it now, I'm like, okay, like, no, there is more because of the fact that we could now just envision him like he like this time spent away from the show i don't know how long when's the next season going to be in like a year i don't know because they they greenlit it pretty much immediately and then they pushed this season back so i would expect summer yeah we'll we'll probably i would expect we'll probably see it around the same time next year okay so anyways the amount of time we're going to spend between this season and the next season like we're all going to be kind of wondering, like, okay, like, what's he going to get his ass up to? Like, yeah. you know, what what kind of bullshit is he going to, like, mix into? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm i super pumped for the next season, though. Like, for real. And I want to see more. I want to see more of Mike's little side jobs that he does. Because that yeah, episode sure where will. The, the previous, like, it was, it was the ninth episode, yep. right? Yeah. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was great. That was it a was good. Great. That was a good scene, and he's pulling guns off of that guy. Oh, I bet you got one down in your sock. And then he goes and pulls that one out. And he's like, "Oh, what do we have here?" And pulls out a desert eagle from the guy's ass crack. Like the that. whole time, the guy's choking. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. It was, it was so perfect. It was a wonderful. That was wonderful. That was done. so Mike. Yeah, it was. That was a great little little bit about Mike. But um, let's see. What was I going to? Oh, I was thinking in that in last night's episode that. Uh, uh, he was going to do one more heist with his friend back in, in, in Chicago. Not heist, but trick. Trick. And, uh, Bar trick. I was thinking that, in, in, like in the alleyway, they were going to do their Rolex thing again. Yep. I was thinking that whoever they, he was going to pull down the alley with him was going to be somebody from Breaking Bad. Oh, really? That's what I was thinking. Because you get the, the cue of like ominous. like it, Something doesn't feel right as soon as that sequence yeah, starts. But they're in Chicago. Who exactly. Pull, That's why I was, I was like, Gus isn't going to be dumb enough to walk down an alley with this guy. Like I didn't, I didn't know who it could be. But I was like, hmm, is it going to be? And the way that they... I think they were almost trying to manufacture that because I swear to God... They just cover the guy with shadow up until like he picks up that the wallet, that wallet. Yeah. and there's no way to know that it's you know like he's just irrelevant random schmo. On Who the... in their right mind, when finding a wallet and a dead body or someone who's dying or whatever, would just run off <laughs> for real? Somebody shady, a really shitty guy. <laughs> someone really, yeah. I mean, yeah, Merca. Yeah, but. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about here? I love the relationship between Kim and, and Jimmy. It's so interesting. Yeah, well, that's your bullshit romantic comedy morale gene but thing it's... that you have in you. Cause I was, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, when are they going to bang? Like, <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's the thing. You get to like episode eight where they reveal in a flashback that she kissed him when, when she when right. found out he got it like, where is their relationship at? What is it? Like, I still right. don't know, and I'm 10 episodes or in. Or what happened to it. Exactly. Like, that's... I find that really, really, really cool. Just, like, all the... They're so good at giving you bits and pieces and breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs along the trail. Breadcrumbs? <laughs> along the trail to try and, like... <laughs> this whole time she's been sleeping with Hamlin. Yeah, I, you, you never know. Probably. Something along those lines. Or Chuck. Mm, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <sighs> think so. I wouldn't think so, but... I hate Chuck, by the way. Oh, my God. Michael, Michael, Michael McKean. McKean. He needs to die. Oh, he did such a beautiful job in that. I know. The, props to him for episode. making a comeback here, for one. I don't think he's done much in the past few years, but yeah, I, don't I wouldn't know. really call it a comeback. I mean, he does all those like mockumentaries and shit. Like, that's yeah. his bread Christopher, and butter. Christopher Guest movies. But. Yeah, but uh. I, he, props to him for, for doing that role because that was he's good. It's a totally different role for him, which I think that's why he came to it. And, I he, think. it, and he pulls off. Like, you sympathize with him for a bit, then you figure out that he's full of shit and then you really just want to fucking kill him yeah what what did you guys think about his story in terms of the the electric like electricity sensitivity or allergy that he's supposed i think anybody has. who has that's full of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not buying into that ever yeah you're surrounded by technology well, you're mean, not blocking the, it out 
the doctor that he had in the one episode basically disproved that whole thing. Yeah. And and it's we just, get it's all in his head. Yeah. We 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 get all the glimpses of it basically being in his head like I yeah, I don't know. But is it really in his head or is he really just maybe he just wants to work from home? Like, <laughs> you maybe know, he, he knows. Well, yeah, what he's maybe doing. he made it up. Yeah. Well, he's a lawyer. I mean, lie. I mean, lawyer. Like he's he's uh, he knows what he's doing. But he hasn't like he hasn't really been working from what we can see. Like his like grand entrance back to the to the law firm is interesting. I think it's a good sign of who he is as a puppeteer. Yeah. Maybe. He's like, look at the level at which he's able to manipulate people. That's true. That's very true. And he's going to continue to do it. Yeah, Maybe, we'll I mean, that's he could be what spirals Jimmy into being full on Saul. Like he, oh. and maybe he pulls some major con on his brother. Well, I think we kind of already you know? see that. Like, I think we, like, I think that, like, incessant, like, in the st- written in stone disapproval of Jimmy as a lawyer because he got his law degree from the University of American Samoa or whatever it is. I think that is very much the thing. Like, that is the first step towards being. Saul, I think that right, absolutely, like it sends him spiraling back into being slipping Jimmy. So, I think that's interesting. I um, oh, what was I gonna? I I was wondering. I was I was, it was kind of floating around in my mind. Was Jimmy getting his law degree what set off, uh, Chuck's sensitivity, his his allergy? Like maybe that was the thing that. He was just like stuck in like, oh my god, my brother has a law degree, and Slip and Jimmy has a law degree. Like as he says, right. it's like a chimp with a machine gun. That was like, a great analogy. It's a, it's a beautiful <laughs> analogy. But was that the thing that kind of made him freeze up and be paralyzed and try to like? And he base like was him getting this developing the sensitivity a way of like pulling all of Jimmy's effectiveness out of him so that Jimmy had to take care of him. Like, is that what was going on or? I don't know. We, we we still don't have a clear picture of that timeline, but I think it's something interesting to think about. I'm just interested to see how they treat that relationship moving forward. I mean, if they'll yeah. even talk at all ever again, or I hope they if have they end back. up in court against each other, that would be cool. that's, that would be the that's best. what I was that's what I was wondering was is Jimmy going to take the job at the Santa Fe law firm and then they would end up against each other? No, the Santa Fe firm wasn't against; they were working with. They were working with at the time, but eventually that case would end and they wouldn't be working together anymore. Oh, eventually, I got maybe what you're they saying. would. They would take up arms against each other on some other kind of. I'm pretty sure he's just going to strike out on his own at this point. Yeah, that's what it seems like. He's going to get the funds to get the strip mall. Well, yeah, I mean, office. he basically has like a he'll have a steady amount of income, you know, for a little yeah. while. Yeah. So I yeah, it's we all know because of Breaking Bad, Mike's going to need places to put his money. Yep, it's true. I was trying to find some correlation between uh, things that happened in the show and the use of the song "Smoke on the Water." Mm. So I was reading a little on the history of the song, and it really doesn't. Other than uh, the fact that someone shot a flare gun off at a Frank Zappa concert and burned an entire casino complex to the ground, <laughs> I mean, that's like I don't, I don't know. I got nothing. No, I, I, think... I was just trying to sound intelligent on your fancy movie <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, reaching for the stars. Well, no, I think I think it's and just falling. One of, those, one of those things where his buddy that was like his buddy's favorite song or whatever, and that was just. Ah, uh, yeah. Slipping Jimmy reverting back Marco. to... Marco. Yeah, Marco. His, his, his well, maybe Marco was Marco. the flare gun that set off the fire and Slipping Jimmy. Maybe. Oh, what? Whoa. Whoa. Okay, I think you're... Proverbial <laughs> mind blown. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else What else can we talk about with the show? I, it's hard to talk about things that are so good. You know what I mean? Like, I could talk shit about it all day and night if it were bad, but because yeah. it was so good... It's hard to just talk about anything other than the fact that this was a great show and everybody should watch it. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's the thing. And and I wanted to do this show because I felt like our uh, True Detective episode was... It's one of our more popular episodes, so I wanted to have something Another great out there. show. Yeah, I wanted to have this out there so that people looking for something would be able to have it. But the problem is you've got the Better Call Saul Insider podcast from the guys who actually make the show. And then you have the ones who knock. They came back to do Better Call Saul kind of podcast on right. slash film so there's like honestly if you want to know more about better call saul the the episode by episode uh kind of recaps and and explorations that both of those podcasts do 
are fantastic and, and you should check them out on, on iTunes. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to kind of come back after a season, especially with, with, uh, Better Call Saul and just to kind of... Well, knowing that it's going to be it. on Netflix like right off the bat, I definitely want to give it another go and kind of flip through and see what else I can kind of pick up. Nuances in the Jimmy-Chuck yeah, relationship just, and, yeah. and well, even I, the Hamlin, too. Right. But. I, I want to I rewatch again. And that's... I mean, that's the thing with... Uh, with with Breaking Bad, like I binged the hell out of that. So it yeah. was like when I got done with it, like it was fresh in my mind. I could talk about it no problem. Mm-hmm. Having to do this like week by week, you know? Yeah, it's kind of tough to come back like after seeing, you know, nine weeks worth of episodes and then being like, okay, well, now there's the 10th one and you're going to talk about the whole series that you're not fully caught up on because you forgot everything that happened. Like I had (laughs) to do like a Wikipedia recap before I came over because I was like, I don't know what happened before. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about the Kettleman's a little bit. I have terrible uh... comprehension when it comes to this kind of (laughs) shit. So Uh, Dorothy and... and, They were just a vehicle. You're not like I don't. You're not going to see them again. Uh, Yeah, probably not. It sounds. It sounds like their their story. That woman. I wanted to wring her neck. (laughs) She was pretty irritating. She was awful. The guys. The guys on the Insider podcast uh, sing their praises so much because apparently on set they were just completely in character and they had their own thing that they had developed together as the husband husband and and wife, wife. the Kettleman's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to watch the show and look at all the little nuances between them that are probably just informed. That, that by poor them. man has no testicles, <laughs> no, at all. Yeah. Not, they've he, been they've well, been pulverized. He gets his redemptive moment by being like, "You know what? I'm going to prison. Sorry, honey. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're He's done probably here. happy about it. Yeah, he'll get more freedom get there than he woman. ever did at home. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah. She's terrible. I there are a couple characters I've wanted to like punch in the face. She's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, she's up there. Sign of a good character, though. Indeed. You actually feel is. something toward them. I want to know when they're going to bring back uh, Hector Salamanca. Yeah, when Hector's going to yeah, show when, up. When's he going to roll in, literally? <laughs> oh! Oh! I'm surprised. I don't recall even Ding. seeing like a a store or a truck go by or anything. Like the... Uh, the chicken place. Oh, Los Pollos. Oh, yeah, I don't speak or, Spanish. Yeah. So. Well, that's one of those things. The like chicken place. Is... <laughs> well, the literal translation would be the Chicken Brothers, I believe. <laughs> brothers I, of Chicken. Brothers or? of Chicken. I yes. I think uh, this is six years prior, like that franchise. Maybe, maybe it hasn't quite developed to its that's true. level of awesomeness. Yeah, like we we don't quite know. Plus... I you know that might be something that they throw in in season two, have a truck drive by, and you, or and just a bucket logo. of chicken on someone's kitchen table. Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe uh, Saul helps him build his franchise in some way. I don't even know. Potentially, like that is well, that is yeah, because Saul, Saul and Tuco are like buddy buddy. Well, aren't they? yeah, but Tuco Tuco's on the other end of it. Like Tuco right. Tuco's against, uh, uh, yeah, against Gus. Yeah. So I think. I'm. I really want them. I think they've kind of earned the idea that they don't need any of these cameos. Like I, I would be totally satisfied if season two had nobody in it. If, like if I it mean, if they just, just kept building, like you know, Saul and building Mike, yeah. I would be happy with it. And I do. I want to see where uh, where Kim Wexler goes to. I yeah. like her character was super interesting to me. I, I want to know where again. Like you guys were saying, like their relationship. Yeah. Like where is it? Where was it? Like I want to know that information. I yeah. think that would be that would lead a lot into I mean obviously you're going to know like why their dynamic on screen is what it is and, yeah. and and that's something I want to know about. I want to say one of the biggest strengths I felt of the show considering it is a spin-off is that after the second episode and seeing Tuco, I didn't really think about Breaking Bad anymore for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's it held so it, it's able it was to just stand so on strong its on its own, yeah. honestly. It was like That's an a, entirely a, separate entity, which I knew it was supposed to be, but I didn't think it would be such a strong one. Yeah, like it's a it's a testament. And I I wonder if the Tuco connection was there, like if that was something that was just kind of like, we need to have a little bit of connective tissue early on, as John said, to really pull you in and yeah, relate yeah. you to the old... Like that was... So that's that was what the genius. Breaking Bad fans wanted to see. Especially like Tuco and, and Saul never interact in breaking bad like there's never you don't see the salamancas and Saul right. talk at all so the fact that they kind of stumbled across the idea that 
we're still operating within our confines if we have these two characters meet this early on. That's awesome. Like, it's beautifully done. Can I just say how brilliant the bingo scene was in the final episode? <laughs> that was <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that a little bit, too, because we get a little, a little bit of the filling in of the information there. He talks right. about how he, has an, he had an ex-wife. Right. And there's a line in Breaking Bad where Walt and, and Saul are talking, and Saul says something about, you know, my, my second ex-wife. So he's been married twice. I'm wondering if Kim is wife number One of two. Them. Yeah. Or it's maybe it's already. I don't huh. know. We have no idea. But interesting. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it was cool, and I and I'm glad that they kind of confirmed like they're like he's had one ex, at least one ex-wife by right. this point. So maybe the second one was still before, or Just maybe that, it's coming soon. Or that rant, like it was like a good five minutes worth, and that chick's face, like every time they would pop the camera over to his assistant, uh, yeah, the assistant. yeah, which it was just she was so funny, like just to see her face, like how disgusted and just like bored she was. Well, like, yeah, not to mention all the terrible, terrible things he was relating the letters <laughs> to, like <laughs> it was and those B old people, all they betrayal. cared about was, <laughs> yeah. the bingo, yeah. Where are my prizes? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to read the number? Are you going to read the ball? <laughs> I'm getting to that. It, it was, was it was good. It was really really it's good. It's a great moment. And the like the really jarring shot of the the jumbler machine every time he went to pull a new ball from it was Let's not forget the Chicago sunroof story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was amazing. Which I think they should have named the episode Chicago sunroof instead <laughs> of Marco. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been good. But oh. every every episode this season except for one ended with the letter O. Oh. That was the thing I didn't they noticed did. that. Yeah, I forget which one. Oh, uh Alpine Shepherd Boy was the one with the woman who's coming down the stairs on her lift very slowly in the background. <laughs> oh, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. I love those like he he does that. He does uh, Vince Gilligan has these scenes where there's like there's no dialogue and they're like 5 minutes long of people just sitting there doing nothing. Oh, it's great. But it it's it so, feels like 5 minutes to you because you have no right. patience. But it's one <laughs> it's one of those things that like you as a viewer start creating the tension. Yep. Like they, I mean, clearly, like I, they're actors, you know that. But like, you start feeling it in those moments, and like the anticipate, like when I was wa- waiting for that like woman to come down the stairs, I remember just sitting there and being like, "They're gonna show this whole thing. Like she's gonna, <laughs> they're gonna show her coming down the stairs the whole way, and then getting up and being like, I can do it.' And then she did. Like it literally, like that whole. And I was, I was just like, brilliant." You yeah. are brilliant, Vince Gilligan. That's, well, that's the thing is that it's not like these are they do have different directors every like they have a stable of directors, but I think they're all on such such a wavelength that right. it's awesome. And I can't wait. I'm hoping season two they manage to. It's probably not going to happen because he's busy doing big time Star Wars stuff now. But I'm hoping they can get Ryan Johnson away from Star Wars for like a week to come and direct the guy who did Looper and uh, the Brothers Bloom and Brick. Uh, he did a few of the episodes. He did Ozymandias, the the second to last, or the third, the second. To oh, last that's episode. the one that like everybody wanted to do, right? Uh, I would assume like a lot so. of big names wanted to do that particular episode, and that the that guy who did it. I don't remember who. I remember hearing something about this on like the Nerdist or whatever. Someone the, like one other like big director was like, "Hey, I'd I'd really like to do this instead of you," and the guy was like. No, nah, I'm sorry, man, but I'm going to fuck the prom queen tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I remember hearing that story. It must have been on Nerdist, but I can't remember who was yeah. the guest. But, but that, it was, yeah, that, I, I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's a great director and, and just having having him in their state, like the, the episodes that he directs, even though. It's interesting that he's so sci-fi oriented, but he does, he did like Breaking Bad. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I, but the, his his episodes are very distinct. Like he did. I think his first episode was season three with the fly. Where the oh, fly that is episode trapped. is amazing. It's a pretty insane, like it's a very divisive episode for the whole series because people are kind of they either love it or they hate it. Oh, it was brilliant. It's it's a great episode, and 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 him kind of starting out there, and then he does a few episodes after that. That's uh, that's Mark from Mod Orange's favorite episode. That's awesome. You'd have to say more about it for me to remember which one it is. It's literally the whole episode is Walt and Jesse in the lab trying to find the fly that's flying around. They, yes. they get no work done. They're supposed to be cooking, and they get nothing done because they're hunting this fly. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, because it's like it, somehow Walt figures out that there's some kind of contamination going on, 
So they well, yeah, flies shouldn't be able to get in there. Yeah, yeah. So and he, they do certain things like playing with the pressure in the lab to make sure that whenever the door opens up, like the fly would just get sucked out of there and that kind of thing. So, so they, according to the internet, they have ordered up a total of twenty three episodes. Yeah, the so, second season's supposed to be thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. Yeah, that's I'm down. That's uh, that was a normal Breaking Bad. I definitely season. wanted more when episode ten ended. So absolutely. You know, uh, if you said Alpine Shepherd Boy in Spanish, it probably would end in an O. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> if you're listening, Vince Gilligan, you can uh, you know, shoot yourself because you didn't think of that. But no, or just give me credit. Yeah, that too. He's not listening. To me, it's John from Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. <laughs> um, Fame and fortune. No, the whole the whole O thing, like every single episode ends with ends with O, except for that one. I would have laughed if it was just counting to ten in Spanish too. They wanted to name it uh, Jello. That episode was going to be named Jello, but but they, they oh, because that's the one with the Jello cup with his yes, face on the bottom. Yes, but they but they couldn't get it. They like they they're I think the standards and practices people were like, you can't do that. Jello's is a brand name. We don't mm-hmm. want you to. Or the Jello people didn't want to be associated with it. I think, or something like that. Whatever. Bill Cosby, it's Bill Cosby and be. his drugs weren't enough. <laughs> Jello pudding. <laughs> oh. pops. Trying to scan through real quick, see if there's anything else. I was a little disappointed there wasn't more of the the skater guys. <laughs> They'll really, be back, I think. really dumb skater kids. I don't think they will be back because, uh, th- I mean, why would they ever go around Saul yeah, ever I again? I, I mean, they'll be back in some way, I feel. <laughs> like maybe as clients of Saul's or That's something. That's true. That's true. Maybe. Like they actually legitimately get hit by a car and they need a lawyer, <laughs> so they call yeah. Saul. <laughs> yeah. That could happen. Oh, no, I'm excited. It's It's insane. Like I thought Breaking Bad was over and just... No, they're they they're off to a good start here, and it'll definitely be it'll be awesome to see where they go. Absolutely, yeah. Like I'm wondering where season two can and will go. Not to mention, it's not like the thing about Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is six seasons that take place over two years, right? And so it's not like it's not like year two is going to be season two. Like we could still be in 2002 for the next six seasons. (laughs) See, I don't want that. I want to know. I want to like, I want to know everything leading up to breaking bad. Like I want to know all of that. I mean, I think I'm sure there are some down points, but I think that was kind of their intention at some, just to be like, we are going to connect up to it. It will lead into breaking bad, but and and they even they, they said they, Walton and Jesse will be in a few episodes. Yeah, so the thing like it sounds like and 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 Vince Gilligan was kind of like this show is going to take place before during and after Breaking Bad and we got a little snippet of the after Breaking Bad in the in the first episode as you talked about and then you know the during Breaking Bad maybe Walton Jesse do show up for a little bit or who Well who maybe it's, since they've now established like Slip and Jimmy becoming Saul or whatever, if you even want to call it that, because he isn't actually Saul yet. Uh, maybe they'll just skip ahead a few years now once they hop to season two. I hope not. I hope not. I like. I mean, I want to know more of that transition, but I, you, you never know. I feel like it's something they would end up doing because, like, at this point, they've established him and why he is who he is. They've established Mike and why he is who he is. Now the whole gist would be okay like where do they go from there so they have these characters they don't really have to go into more they'd have to start doing <laughs> other things with them but i think i think I they made sense I, no it does but i think they really want to explore that arc they really want to look at jimmy going to saul like as as completely as they can otherwise because if you if you fast forward to him being saul or even trying to get his footing as saul I think that would be just putting them right where Saul is in Breaking Bad, and then you're working in a very confined space because you're not able to explore the minutia of who Saul is. Right. So I think I think I think they'll stay back for now. I think they'll stay in the 2002 time frame, probably for do season you, two. But do you think? I do. You said it like four times. I know. I it do. It was think actually that. three. That's what I think. He thinks it. 
I do think. You thought? You think? You thought? I think. I th- it's you my thought thought. That you th- It's you one, think of my, that... one of my thoughts. Uh, I think you're ridiculous. <laughs> get out of here. No, I don't. So. <laughs> no, you're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Go watch Better Call Saul. Watch it. Season you two. Better. Will, it's according to IMDb, season two starts in 2015. There's no exact date yet, but. I wouldn't it's, be uh, surprised if it was pushed back. To... I bet it, it. I bet it rolls out in August with the fall lineup, because now that Madman's done or Madman, Madman, Madman wow. is not <laughs> in the that, fall. It never has been. Oh right. So what Walking Dead was right or still is? They yeah. do Walking Dead in two parts. So maybe they'll split up. Uh, Saul. Saul into two parts well, too. I think that's which would make thing. me angry. I hope they don't do that because I hate that shit. I, hate I think it too. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna end up doing. Um, because they have The Walking Dead in the fall. Mad Men's going on right now, but it's going to disappear. I think Better Call Saul will probably take the Mad Men time slot and the Mad Men slot in the year where it is right now and probably be a springtime show. Halt and Catch Fire is going to be their fall show. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because it starts late it starts, summer, right? It starts May this year. May 31st oh, okay. is season two. Did you guys watch any I, of that? I, I did, actually. I've. Burned through that pretty quick. I love about a month or two. Is that ago. the one they just put up on Twitch or is that something else? Uh, I don't know if it's on Twitch, but you should watch it. Some I show ha- about computers like p- got picked up by Twitch. Is like Twitch is going to be streaming the show. Hmm. That might be it. I don't know. Let me. Look, I'm gonna look it's it up while we're fit. talking. But but keep going. Uh, I would really love before before the end of May there to do a Halt and Catch Fire season one wrap up because Nick and I watched it and we loved it. We just never got around to. Do- I was in Japan when when it was wrapping up. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's not on par with the uh, you know Better Call Saul to me or it feels like a season one Breaking Bad though. Yeah, like or season- Mad Men for that. And ins- like I feel like it kind of drew some inspiration from. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I, I would I would like to get together and, and talk about that one. May I wanted to do a full rewatch before season one or season two started, just to kind of do that. So, John, you should yeah. watch it too. That'd yeah, be cool. I, I've been meaning to. I can't find it's the definitely worth the watch for sure for here on the internet. But there was some show I thought I just heard got picked up by Twitch. Like Twitch was going to be streaming hmm. the episodes. I don't, know. I don't know. I know it's all on YouTube. They have it all up on YouTube. It's all on. For real? Yeah, and it's going to be on... Uh, it might be on Netflix as of like today or next week. It's one of those Yeah, two. they are adding it it's in very April, soon. I remember yeah. reading. I think How many it was, episodes is that? That's, I think it's eight or ten. So I can binge that pretty quick. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think... I swear to God, I think it hits today and then Daredevil's later this week. It's Friday. I think that's how it's going. Daredevil looks cool. That trailer was pretty boss. We're going to try and shotgun it for next week's review. Nice. So, very cool. Thirteen episodes. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed our talk about Better Call Saul season one. If you have any feedback about the show, please write in feedback at midwestfilmnerds dot com. You can find us on Twitter at MFN Podcast. We're also on Instagram by that name. Uh, Facebook, we're Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Same on Vine. Two four eight seven three three five MFN. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We might talk about it on the show. That's two four eight seven three three five six three six. Please go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork for all of your Amazon shopping. We might get a little bit of your your purchase if you do that. And uh, That would be cool. Yeah. And, uh, and stay tuned for the Game Nerds. We're going to do Bloodborne next. Yes, Bloodborne coming up soon. And maybe some, maybe it, some other stuff. I don't know what we're going to talk about. I haven't really played anything except Bloodborne. <laughs> oh, I did pick up Evolve, so we may talk about Evolve for a half second. Um, Gojo has gone on a tear. He's played so much Grand Theft Auto Online. That's all I've seen him play. I saw him yeah. like I, I think it was like a week and a half, week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago. He was like, it was like a day of Destiny, and then it's been Grand Theft Auto since. We'll we'll have to get the final count, but there's a good chance that he spent six million dollars of in-game currency oh in, in Grand Theft Auto Online in the in the past week or two. So well then. He'll, we'll 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 leave that tease here, and you guys can find out what he bought with it on the actual episode. Yeah, so stay so. tuned. This upcoming Ooh. Saturday, we'll probably release the episode. That'll make sure people tune in. I know, right? I don't know when this is going up because I was thinking we usually do bonus episodes out on Saturday, but I know you've we've been releasing game nerds on Saturday. Yeah. So why don't you put this up like 
What are you, are you doing a movie for tomorrow, Wednesday? Fast and Furious is out. That's right. Tomorrow. Okay. Not that we need to be talking about this on the air, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, Might I was well. going to ask, are we still We're just filling recording? time, and we want to talk to our fans. <laughs> we're good. It's a little peek behind the curtain, a little bit of inside baseball. We don't have any fans. It's okay. <laughs> uh, they stopped. They forgot to stop the recording, guys. <laughs> we're just going to babble. Oh, and the Game Nerds will hopefully have a brand new theme song. That'll be cool. Like a legit theme song that's being created specifically for the game nerds. Awesome. It's actually a take on that uh, Destiny sing-along. <laughs> it's not. It's, a, it's actually... Uh, Damn it. Now Destiny's made it on the film nerds, too. My my good buddy who's working on it, I, he asked me what kind of games I want in it, and I said just like Final Fantasy VII and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Like Because awesome. those two games have great soundtracks. So. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, so there's new new uh, theme coming, and... Uh, that's all I have for Game Nerds news at the moment. All right. That being yeah. said. Yeah. I don't know when this is going up. We'll figure it out. But we'll go from there. Kyle XY, go watch some TV. There you go. Boner. Boner.